and welcome to another edition of Ask the Professor, where we answer your questions on everything from history to political philosophy, economics, current events, culture, all those things that concern us in our attempt to live a good life together. All right, here's one from Bill, and he says, I often see the term social construct in the news, usually with reference to gender or race. Is it something real or just a wacky term for a wacky idea? Social construct, Bill, is just a social construct. It's part of the relativistic assault on the very notion of truth that has gathered so much strength in the course of the 20th century. Basically what it means is that something like male or female is not a given, a product of biology, partly to do with the physical configuration of your body, partly to do with the balance of hormones that are created and the organization of the brain and the fetus and subsequently. Instead, they're roles that are assigned by society. And uh, we saw this in previous decades, the so-called laws of economics, people said they're just social constructs. It's just a bunch of rich, powerful people saying the world works that way because it benefits them if they fool everybody into thinking that the world works that way. And the trouble with this notion of a social construct is it's the classic point made by C.S. Lewis that if everything is transparent, you can't see anything. You say, oh, it's a social construct. It's not real. I see through that. This is a social construct. I see through that. But you end up seeing through everything, including this concept of social constructs. It's like these deconstructionist professors who go around in universities saying that texts have no meaning. It's all just what the reader brings to it. But if you were to take that approach to, say, their employment contract and stop sending them their paychecks or dismiss them despite the apparent guarantee of tenure, they would produce the document and go all legalistic on you and say, no, this is hard and fast. They don't even believe it. It's a weird kind of game that they play. But again, in the modern world, it focuses on gender because we're obsessed with sex. But it's fairly obvious to virtually everybody who's ever had a kid that there is a, such a thing as male and female. It doesn't mean that everybody fits in exactly the same place on the spectrum. There are outliers, but they're outliers from a, something that is very, very real. If it wasn't, there couldn't be outliers. And uh, if everything is a social construct, again, I, so is the notion that things are social constructs. How do you not just deconstruct that? The result is mental chaos. There must be something solid somewhere that you can stand on, something that is real. That isn't to say that people do not sometimes exaggerate or get things wrong. It isn't to say that cultural habits don't exist that are often misguided and mislead people. We see through a glass darkly, but we must be seeing something through the glass. And that's where the idea that we should try to identify and expose error, to recognize when we do have something wrong, either as individuals or as a society, depends very much on the notion that behind the error there's a truth you can discover and that there are methods you can agree on for discovering and assessing truth. But if everything's a social construct, any particular school's approach, any particular philosophy is itself just a social construct. There's no there there. And when you get rid of the social construct, there's nothing. You're just plunging endlessly through the void. All right, let me ask you this, because there are kids, especially kids that are very vulnerable to this, who feel like, you know, they, they're told things like, well, girls play with Barbies or guys play, boys play with trucks and stuff. And then they say it's a girl. And she says, well, I don't actually like Barbies. That make me something weird. What am I? Am I really a girl? So when you use this, the, the concept of social construct to explain to them them, Yes, there is a boy and a girl, and some people assume that all girls do X and, and all boys do Y, not to. That's a, that's a cute way to put it, right? X and Y, get it? Um, a chromosome joke. Indeed. Um, this is 
a useful way sometimes to get children to feel a little bit less like they're complete weirdos and that there's something wrong with them, which you don't really want them to feel. That's true. And it's as so often, a noble impulse can wind up taking us, if we're not careful, in a direction that isn't good for people. Because if somebody says, am I really a girl? Mm. This question necessarily implies that there is such a thing as a girl yeah, sure. and that there is something inside of them that is not a social construct, mm -hmm. that is real and may not correspond with the typical. Mm -hmm. And if you're not typical, then you're unusual. One of the things that's important to emphasize, nothing wrong with being unusual. There are ways of doing anything that are better and worse. But if you realize you're not like other people, it doesn't mean, oh no, I've got to, I've got to get back into the herd. I must become a sheep. That's not the idea at all. But one of the weird things about social conscious, people say, Gender is a social construct. As I say, they're just fixated on that these days. It seems to be, be the modern thing. It would have been economics 30, 40, or 70 years ago. But how is it possible if gender is socially constructed and somebody is being told all the time, you're a girl, girls are like this, you're a girl, girls are like this, that they say, no, I'm not. How is it possible unless there's something real inside of them that is not socially constructed, that is a product in a very probably mostly of biology, something about them, even if they have a female body, there's something inside them that really, and that's the critical word, really isn't female. Because to stand against social convention, that's the odd thing. If everything were socially constructed, there wouldn't be rebels, and yet there are. You know, if, if gender were socially constructed, nowadays we think of the transgender, that was the natural example that came to your mind, but before that, of course, there were homosexuals. There have always been homosexuals. People have always known there were homosexuals. Homosexuals have always known there were homosexuals. But how does it work if you're being told to be like this and, and a little voice inside you says no? What is that voice coming from? If not the reality, both of your gender identity and of your conscience. Because are morals socially constructed? If morals are socially constructed, we can construct a new set. And don't think people haven't tried. The behaviorists, for instance, B.F. Skinner was huge on this. Mm -hmm. The social engineers believe we can make a new man. We can make a new morality. But again, C.S. Lewis is so good on this that you, you sometimes you can't even see the hard work of his thinking. He says, if you're free to discard morality and come up with a new set, on what basis would you do it? What have you got? that isn't a socially constructed morality that tells you how morality should be, what would be a good morality instead of the sham morality we have now. If there is no external standard for right and wrong, more fundamentally than anything else, then there can be no devised standard, whether it's a social construct in the pejorative sense or enlightenment in the social engineering sense. It just can't be done. It's like Lewis says, it's like trying to measure a bent ruler with a bent ruler. How are you ever going to get, because you're measuring it with itself, you need to know that somewhere there's a straight ruler against which we measure human contrivances to determine in what ways they are deformed. None of this is to urge complacency. None of this is to say conformity is always right, by no means. But it is to say that those things that we do socially construct, we do because we're trying to find the truth and bring ourselves into better conformity with it. And that enterprise is preposterous as well as pathetic if there is no truth to which we can conform ourselves, whether it's on questions of gender identity or questions of right and wrong. Yeah, and you sound a lot more reasonable than a bunch of people that use things like, for instance, women's places in the kitchen or, or raising children at home, which, and I'm sorry to say this, 21st century, there are still people who think that and say that. And when you are faced with somebody like that, yeah, their opinion to me is a social construct. It's well, not real. 
well, it's just wrong. That doesn't well, make that it a too. social construct. Yeah. I mean, society is telling women they have to work. This person is a rebel against the prevailing wisdom. And again, how do we get rebels? Whether they're on the left or the right, they're still rebels. Whether they're right or wrong, they're still rebels. How does this happen if everything is socially constructed? Who socially constructs mm -hmm. internal dissent? So it has to be both. And there's some, most, most, you say most of the former, most of the real stuff and some social construct on top. Well, every, I mean, I mean, people, there has to be, right? Because morals change in societies in history. It used to be homosexuals used to be persecuted and killed. It still are in some places. That's a social construct. Oh, isn't it? yeah. Cultures change. Cultures right. are working tools. But to be a working tool, it has to be a real thing with a real purpose. And we can then judge whether it's working well or badly mm -hmm. for that purpose. Mm -hmm. Again, if everything's a social construct, everything is arbitrary, everything is relative, everything dissolves, and you wind up with just the will to power because mm -hmm. nothing is real. The only thing is this kind of sensation that I have imposed mine on yours. And that's a very, very ugly world. We should much prefer to have a world in which we seek truth. And the truth that, oh, well, you know, we should scorn homosexuals and not hire them. That turned out not to be true. The truth is we should be compassionate, but we should, as G.K. Chesterton once said, morality, like art, consists of drawing a line somewhere. There must be things that we do want and things that we don't want, and they have to have some basis, other because we couldn't even have whims if there wasn't something on the basis of which to have whims. So this idea of a social construct is very dangerous. The idea that there might be something wrong with your culture, well, you look at most cultures around the world and through history, and we all immediately start poking holes in them, as we should. We criticize our own culture constantly. But the only way to do that is if there is some solid basis, some place on which to stand that is dependable and isn't just made up, which is what this social construct thing far too easily turns into. All right. Well, I hope Bill is happy with your answer. Thanks for that, folks. If you would like to play along, the URL on your screen will give you to get you to a, play, a page where everything is explained. Thanks, and see you next time.